Well, hello everyone, and you are in another episode of On Average MD, and I'm Dr. Isabel Amig, your host and your friendly rheumatologist. Before we start, and I have a treat for you, before we start, um, just just an announcement saying that I'm soon going to increase the prices at the On Average MD practice. Currently, we have the founder's price, which means that every year, if you do consider rheumatology uh, on a yearly basis, and if you want to be seen in the practice every year, if you start now, you would have a founder's price, which would you know not move much over the years, maybe with inflation and so on. If you wait, it's going to be a lot more expensive, and I would love for you to um, enjoy the founder's price. So anyway, that was just a little thing so, so that no one is surprised. And also, if you are interested in, uh, and you are in Colorado, the TEDx Breckenridge is coming up on September 30th. I am so humbled to be part of this group of incredible human beings. Um, they are creating a group, they are creating an event that is going to be absolutely remarkable. I was supposed to go at a festival and I will tell you, I was it's been a year I've been enjoying this, like imagining that I was going to this festival and I have actually just decided to cancel the whole festival for me since I want to enjoy this TEDx Breckenridge to the fullest. And honestly, like it's, I mean, don't come for me, come for the other people who are talking because it is unbelievable. It's going to be so good. Um, and you can look at TEDxBreckenridge.com and then you can get, um, Actually, you can get a, a coupon if you put speaker support as uh, in caps. You will get quite a bit of discount. So anyway, check it out. All right. And now to our episode. So I am so excited to have Dr. Pospos with us. And she is a psychiatrist. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. And we're going to talk about our TEDx, which has done a lot of waves and which I'm absolutely certain everyone would love. And you're going to see why we're talking about it, because it's about procrastination and um, wanting to be perfectionist. So this is perfect for everyone. Dr. Pospos, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you. Why did you choose uh, psychiatry? What is it that you like about psychiatry? And uh, why your TEDx? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much, Dr. Amik, for having me today. Such a pleasure to be here. Um, I really appreciate it. So hi, everyone. Like Dr. Amik said, I'm a psychiatrist uh, based here in California, and more specifically, a perinatal and sports psychiatrist. So why psychiatry? I've always been drawn to psychiatry because I like to solve puzzles. <laughs> that's, that's one. Uh, and I think in psychiatry, we um, have the privilege to kind of delve into, um, you know, a person's story, the very deepest of their story and kind of put together pieces of, of their lives in such a way that could help them uh, more. So I think that's uh, such a big privilege that I really enjoy. Uh, now, why perinatal psychiatry? Um, I'm actually a mom of two under two, <laughs> a new mom of two under two. So uh, during my first pregnancy uh, and, and with my first uh, daughter, I actually uh, really see firsthand how motherhood uh, especially new motherhood um, has a lot of unique challenges and it could be a very uh, difficult time uh, or season in our life in terms of adjustment. So that's why I think uh, why not delve more or focus more into this specific field. Um, 
for all perinatal psychiatry. And on the other hand, why sports psychiatry? It's, it's a bit unrelated, uh, but actually back in the day, and I mean way back in the day, <laughs> I was also a student athlete. So similarly, uh, I've seen a lot of the unique challenges, you know, the unique situations uh, that athletes face. So again, I thought, why not um, help serve this specific group um, of athletes by delving more, focusing more into sports psychiatry? It's funny. So I actually see the association between the two. Uh, and tell me if I'm wrong. So uh, I'm not an athlete, but I'm trying to push myself uh, rock climbing. And it's been very, very hard. And some people really make not make fun of me. They, they are puzzled. They're like, Isabel, you have went through stage four cancer. And you had no issues with it. And you are afraid to push when it comes to rock climbing. So it's really interesting. Um, and so I, I understand the idea of, you know, just like pushing and having your mind in the between. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking about why you chose psy- uh, psychiatry and perinatal as well as in sports, I was thinking, no, it does make sense. As a mom, you want to be perfect. You want to be perfect for your kids. You want to be perfect for the people around you. And you judge constantly. You judge yourself. You're judging, you know, you feel like you feel judged. You, and you, it's never enough. It's never good enough. It's, it's, I mean, it's impossible to be perfect mom. Like a perfect mom is probably a horrible mom, right? And I was thinking about this and it's, it's almost the same than in sports, right? Like you're pushing and you're trying to be the best but there is just no end at where being the best is. So I get it. It's actually very interesting. As you were mentioning it, I cannot get it. So, um, well, your talk is about perfectionism and, and procrastination. Uh, tell us a little bit from your expertise, why those two end, right? Perfectionism, procrastination, like why, why, why those two together? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And thank you so much um, also, Dr. Amik, for putting that so beautifully. I got goosebumps when I heard uh, how you um, picture motherhood, I think, so accurately, um, which uh, really resonates with my experience as well. So thank you. And in terms of perfectionism and procrastination, uh, so as you can imagine, in in my practice, I uh, see a lot of folks who also strive to be perfect, right? Uh, A lot of students who wants to get the perfect kind of resume for, for their career. A lot of moms, like you said, who wants to be perfect for their kids, a lot of professionals who want to be perfect at work, uh, you know, just to achieve those next milestones. And um, what I've seen is this perfectionism tendencies leads, of course, to anxiety, uh, to depression sometimes, but also to procrastination. So uh, we tend to wait for all the stars to align literally before making steps, even though perhaps we've always have that one goal, uh, you know, to change something in our life. So we always perhaps are hesitant, wanting to uh, for all the situations to be perfect, uh, for all the timing to be perfect, for the timing to be optimal first before making that first move. Uh, so that's why I wanted to highlight that perhaps a little bit more in my TEDx, because even though it's maybe less um, talked about, but it is still uh, very common occurrences out there. This, I mean, this, I mean, and and this speaks to me and spoke to me so much because um, I think there's a lot of 
I, and we call them type A personality. I think, you know, I, I've called myself type A personality. I probably am a type A, but it doesn't actually matter. I think at the end of the day, it's this idea. It's always this idea of like, how much do I push so that I'm still not hurting myself, mm-hmm. uh, right? And I'm talking at work, uh, in academics, but I'm also talking in, you know, sports or motherhood, right? And mm-hmm. and at the same time, well, I completely see this idea of like, if it's not perfect, you just wait and you kind of like, you're like this. And it's funny, I literally, it happened to me recently. Uh, so I have my own TEDx coming up, right? And I'm terrified because it it's like a subject that is so important to me, um, how we should, you know, see diseases differently mm-hmm. and uh, that we shouldn't fight them, but rather learn from them. And it's so important to me because I really think that it's this mindset that changed my life and allowed me to not be stressed about my own cancer. You know, again, stage four, scary, yet I was leaning in into what I could do, which was this experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared. And it's funny, right? Like when, so when I had this cancer, I had to do it. I had to take the steps. So I was doing it and I wasn't perfect. And, you know, just, I was trying my best, right? But with this TEDx, I'm just so scared that it's not going to be perfect. And, and so then I'm like, oh, so I remember like for two weeks, I couldn't touch it. I was just like, ah, <laughs> so I hear you. Like it's, it speaks to me so much. And the other thing, and I really want to have your, your opinion on this is that I can see how it affects our patients. I mean, how often do we see patients, and I'm sure in psychiatry the same way that we see it in rheumatology, and it's almost like they give up because they're like, my body is not perfect, so I'm just going to give up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, 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 you need help. It needs help. Your body is your friend. It needs help. <laughs> what what do you see this? Like, I'm sure you see this. Like, tell us some examples of stories of either mom or either athletes where you're like, well, you know, just taking this step forward, realizing that there's no perfection. Uh, t- tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. Such a good observation. Uh, definitely. One thing that comes to mind uh, when, when you mentioned that is perhaps uh, we in psychiatry, we have this uh, concepts, right, of distorted thinking, uh, sort of automatic but distorted uh, thoughts process. Uh, and one of them is all or nothing. Uh, so for example, when we uh, notice a certain flaw, it doesn't have to be big, but you know, nothing is perfect, right? So uh, everything in general would have some flaw or, or some imperfections, uh, so to speak. But uh, with all of nothing thinking pattern, then we would just hold on to that and make it all or nothing in a sense of if it's not perfect, it's it's not all, then it's nothing. Then it's the opposite. There's no in-between, there's no spectrum, there's no kind of compromise in that way. Uh, so yes, definitely uh, it, it could be very common as well. That's so interesting. I mean, I, um, I just see myself all of the time in this. It's really interesting. And I was just thinking how you're clearly a psychiatrist because normally I don't talk that much. <laughs> I mean, I talk with my friends, but like in my podcast, I don't talk as much as you're making me talk. I mean, you're not making me talk. That's like where it's funny. Yeah, this is what a psychiatrist do. They know how to listen. Um, so, <laughs> so well, I, I, I really, like it, it really is an interesting concept, which is to get out of this mindset of out of nothing 
what what do you think what do you think can make us switch million dollar question uh, so it's it's very difficult right in, in practice but i think some of some of the um some of the strategies perhaps that could help is uh like you mentioned number one the those mindset uh switch uh rephrasing this automatic mindsets right which is really tricky because not only that we have to kind of catch it in the moment be aware of it first and then once we do then take the next step the additional step to kind of reframe it um so one mindset piece that i i personally found helpful is to focusing on the process instead of the outcome uh, i think dr carol dweck uh is, is in one of um the famous books out there really put it into uh a very understandable concepts so focusing on the process rather than outcomes and then uh try to pause and objectively think of for example evidence for or evidence against your assumption uh and what i mean by that is let's say um uh to your example about uh, the TEDx speech right when i wrote my TEDx speech let's say i think oh this is not perfect this is not good at all uh, i don't want to work on it anymore cuz i don't think it's going to be that good i don't think it's going to be good enough uh but uh, looking back what i would advise myself to do is to pause and uh really perhaps list down take a minute grab a pen and paper list down why do i think that way what's the evidence uh, that support my assumption so uh, assumption of my tedx is never going to be good enough on the flip side on the other side of the paper what's the evidence against it what's the evidence that support uh, that won't support it meaning that pointed uh, to the idea that my ted would be good enough and then for me personally because i like to uh you know really delve into evidences uh, logical consequences things like that having both on paper and the act of actually verbalizing it and writing it down really help to see it side by side and um kind of switch even even just a little bit my mindset towards that direction reframe it just a little bit mm-hmm. that's that's so good that's it's funny that's how i have my patients quit smoking look at the positive look at the negative what would you miss um what would you gain and etc and just until it's you know clear so that's that's such an interesting uh, point of view um you know coming back to the to the sports medicine because i think i'm i'm really fascinated and we're using sports here as if we were patients but i think it it's it's such an interesting uh group right like people who are in sports and are really trying to push because clearly there's a mindset there clearly you can stop yourself from getting the, to the best mm-hmm. of who you are just with your mind um how do you get there like how do you and i'm sure it's everyone is very different everyone is very yeah there's an individuality in each but what is the points that you see that are very common for everyone and as we answer uh, we we listen to your answer everyone i would just recommend that we all listen to this even if we are not uh people who exercise or are you know particularly good in sport and just think of it like as some sort of other issues in our life that we are trying to achieve so whether it's a condition that we have whether it's some experience with kids anything right like all experiences are the same so 
tennis that you're postponed. Uh, do you mean uh, the common trade uh, for those kind of resiliency? You know? Yeah. How do you how do you push? How do how does someone in sports that's you know as an athlete um, push when maybe they don't know how to push anymore? Ah, I see. I see. That's a very good question. Um, so I would say perhaps some of the common threads uh, that I've seen is. Uh, One focusing on on the end goal, right? Uh, meaning um, those delayed gratification. So uh, with sports and like you mentioned, with other things, to other goals in our lives, a lot of times, if not uh, all uh, or most, perhaps I should say, the goal is a bit further out. Uh, meaning we won't get that gratification instantly for the most part, right? And sometimes it's really tricky because we don't get that uh, kind of. Um, reassurance or verification instantly, it's really hard to keep pushing for something that could feel like it's so far away. Uh, like the light is, uh, you know, at the very, very, very end of the tunnel. So I would say that one common thread would be that ability for delayed gratification and just focusing on the further goal um, would be one. And uh, the second thing that I would say is uh, where the motivation is coming from, meaning uh, we could be motivated internally, right? Or we could be motivated externally by outside pressure, social pressure, parental pressure, perhaps, or of course, a combination of, of both somewhere in the spectrum. So what I've noticed, if we are motivated or we have a, a big component of internal motivation, um, that would also help, especially during the tough times, during the difficult times. It's almost coming back to the why. Yes. Why are we doing that? Yeah. Exactly. And and not just everyone else's why, right? But our own why specifically too. Yeah. This is this is really powerful. Um, and so so you're basically asking so you're basically asking us to pause, mm -hmm. to take a pen if needed be, or just you know, start at like some sort of meditation, just pause and look at what is. Mm -hmm. what is real, what is constructed, and re remind ourselves of why we are doing something because if we are not aligned to our why, there's no point of continuing. Is that is that Am I understanding this right? Uh, yes, uh, in a sense that uh, if we're not aligned to our why, perhaps uh, we could always push, but it, one, it's going to be way more difficult, right? Because... Uh, What's the point of doing all of this if if we don't uh, truly believe, so to speak, um, in in that goal? Uh, and two, uh, it'll be just more motivating uh, to to have to be in touch, be in line, and uh, realize, be aware, be fully aware, and committed uh, mm -hmm. to our personal goal in that way. And then one thing that I would like to add also that I found helpful is uh, perhaps when we take that moment to to try to dive in and find our why, uh, perhaps asking ourselves why uh, multiple times would help. And what I mean by that is, let's say uh, I found my why, um, for example, uh, why I want to be, a, uh, why I study uh, hard in school. I want to be psych a doctor, a psychiatrist, right? But then perhaps it'll be after that first step, it'll be more helpful to ask why for that first line. So why do I want to be a psychiatrist? I want, but let's say I want to help people. Why do I want to help people? And go further until, uh, dare I say, you cannot answer it anymore. And that 
uh, further down answer would be perhaps uh, more in line with your real, quote unquote, your core uh, value, your core purposes. Now, that's such a good exercise. So asking the why. So why do you do you want to become a rheumatologist? I want to help people. Why do I want to help people? Well, it makes me feel good. Why does it make me feel good? Well, I like to see uh, patients get better. Why do I like that? Okay, I love this. Okay, that's just, that's really, really cool. Um, so Dr. Pospos, where can we find you? And most importantly, what is the title of your talk on TEDx so that everyone can watch it? Because highly, highly recommended. Thank you so much, Dr. Amik. So um, I have my website uh, is Lifestyle Telepsychiatry. Uh, I'm in private practice and I practice here uh, fully by telehealth in California. Uh, you can find me in Instagram or social media with the same handle as well, Lifestyle Telepsychiatry. And the easiest way to uh, get into my TED Talk is actually just uh, putting my name on the YouTube search, <laughs> either post post or Sarah post post, uh, it would show up. And the title though, if you want to um, look further into it is why better is the solution to perfectionism. That's so good. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Pospos. I think there was so much to learn from all of the nuggets that you've told us. So everyone go and check out that TEDx. It's such a beautiful talk. I highly, highly recommend it. I think everyone can um, connect with what you are saying in this talk. And um, until then, see you, see everyone next week. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Dr. Amik. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you.